This is Money Stories, Episode 3, Building a Business with John and Jacqueline Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Money Stories, a podcast where I interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their money stories. I'm Caitlin Kano, a wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. Today, I'll be interviewing John and Jacqueline Kennedy. John is a certified financial planner located in Orlando, Florida, and his wife Jacqueline's an officer at a publicly traded REIT. Together, they're parents to Ella and Hudson, ages three and six months. Our interview today focuses on John's decision to leave the firm he was with and co-found Canderpath Financial. As this was a family decision, I thought it was only appropriate to bring both John and Jackie into this conversation. And as we were preparing for this interview, we realized that Jacqueline had a really great story about pursuing a work-life balance that was worthy of a podcast in itself. So my conversation with John and Jacqueline became Money Stories' first two-part series. Today, we'll focus on how they navigated John's decision to co-found Canderpath Financial. John says he loves serving as a financial advocate to families by teaching others how to create discipline and be good stewards of their resources. John and Jacqueline both had some really great information to share, and I hope you enjoy. All right. So hi, welcome, John and Jacqueline. Hey, thank you for having us. Thank you, Caitlin. Welcome. I'm excited to have our conversation today. So this is going to be a two-part series for our listeners. If those who um, aren't familiar with what we've been doing here, we've been talking to Catholics who have navigated a financial goal or have accomplished a financial challenge. And I initially approached John Kennedy about his decision to start his own business. And as I talked to him, I realized his um, wife, Jacqueline, had a very interesting story as well. So we decided to make this our first two-part series. And you guys are going to be my guinea pigs with this. And we're going to first talk about, in this week, John deciding to leave the business he was with and start his own business, which is Candor Path Financial. Did I get that right, John? You sure did. Yep. Awesome. And then next week, we're going to talk to Jacqueline and focus the conversation there. Both podcasts are going to involve both John and Jacqueline because these conversations and these decisions were ones you guys came to together, correct? Absolutely. Focusing now on John's decision to leave the business he was with and go into start his own business. John, can you tell me a little bit about the history of that? How did you decide to leave the business you were with and kind of go at it on your own? Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. But first, do we think the listeners are probably wondering, are their names really John and Jackie Kennedy? I didn't want to address that. You go ahead. and <laughs> That's yeah. just great. So we did not, we have two kids. We did not name them Caroline and John John. But uh, you know, when you find a Jackie, you fall in love and, and so goes the story. But, but yeah, so um, I've been in the financial services industry for over a decade now, um, certified financial planner. And I, I guess, you know, th- this sort of started for us two or three years ago and in, in having inner, inner dialogue amongst our family between Jackie and I, and really just truly realizing that I wanted to have um, the autonomy and control to do financial planning the way that I felt like it should be done. And um, I love what I do for a living. I love serving as someone's financial advocate. And I really wanted to be able to, to be empowered to do it the way that I felt like was 
um, in the best interest of my clients always. You made that decision because you were feeling called to serve your clients in the way you felt they needed to be served in, in your role as a financial planner, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, you know, that touches so many areas um, when we talk with individuals about, you know, being good stewards of their of their resources and, and doing, you know, good financial discipline habits. I mean, there's, there's so many areas of being a financial advisor and I really just, I wanted to be able to serve on all those things. Like if, if it affects someone financially, um, I wanted to be able to, to talk, you know, with someone about that. And so that's sort of where my business partner, Matt and I kind of came up with the whole idea of Candor Path Financial. And when you made that decision that you were, going to be leaving the company you're with and you're going to go at it and you're, you know, start your own business. What did you think about in terms of your family's personal finances that you wanted to have locked on before you made that jump? Yeah. I mean, we, we, well, you know, Jackie can speak to this too. We spent a lot of time having conversations, long walks, talking about all this stuff, but I think for <laughs> on the financial end, I definitely wanted to ensure that we had at least one year, like a one year runway um, of cash flow, like being able to live, you know, not, not even just like, you know, an emergency budget of where we talk with people about having three to six months. I wanted a full year of being able to uh, maintain, you know, the life that we had. Um, and, and of course, obviously have capital to invest in the business as needed. So really for us on the financial end, I think it was having, you know, keeping our overhead low and having one year's worth of, of expenses, but there was a lot of dialogue that went into that. Yeah, at this point in our lives, our daughter was, was um, you know, pretty young. <clears throat> and so we would often just walk around the community on stroller walks with her, um, <laughs> you know, discuss life as we know it, which at that point was so new as, as well. And then this journey that we were about to take as a family and, um, you know, for the listeners out there that do know my husband, um, you know that when he puts his mind to something, he, he really goes all in. And once an idea like that comes into his mind, he's, he's driven and he's going to do it. So there was just unwavering faith on my end that, you know, this is what our family was about to do and the sacrifices and the savings and, um, everything that we were going to have to do along the way that was, that was about to come into our future. And, um, knowing that we were both ready to, to take this step for John's journey. Jacqueline, you said that you had those long stroller walks, right? Which I, I know those stroller walks. We've had many of those in, uh, in, <laughs> with my husband and I. What kind of decisions did you have to come to and, and steps did you realize you had to take to support John on this journey that he was about to um, embark on? Ooh, um, that's, I'll have to rock my brain a little bit on, on that one, but um, you know, John and I are very career driven people. Um, at that point of our discussions, I was either finishing up grad school or had just graduated. I'm getting my MBA to, to further myself and, and my career as well. So obviously, um, having dual careers going into a journey like this made it a little bit easier just knowing that um, as one person's income is a little bit more uncertain, you have the second person's income. So, um, you know, we were able to just navigate with our young family and both have stable careers and then, you know, be able to, to move forward with that. Well, I, I think there, there was definitely a big life adjustment in the sense of um, not, not even like planning for the resources and all that, which, I mean, that, that was really helpful and proactive to have those discussions 
and obviously Jackie having a really stable, uh, good career helped us in that way. But it was, it was also just um, adjusting to, to life being what I felt like was 10 times busier than I was before that. Like there were a lot of late nights working, um, a lot of sleepless nights. And so, you know, obviously Jackie in that regard helped out. You know, I, I feel like, you know, you really stepped in a lot in terms of just like managing the family and, mm-hmm. and the kids that well at the time, Ella. But um, I think that was a big aspect of it too. Like just the impact that it had in our, in our day-to-day lives. When you're, deciding how to go about um, dividing those tasks and, you know, um, each member in the couple needs to contribute a hundred percent. You know, there's no 50, 50 in a marriage, right? I think you guys have probably learned that I'm sure over, you know, that your years of marriage here and how did your personality types affect your approaches to this challenge? I feel like we really value um, a high level of communication. Like we know, especially like when things internally in the family feel off, like it always ends up kind of going back to over communicating. And uh, even just in the last like six months or so, we sort of adopted this idea that um, when we come home at night, uh, like the other night, I think I looked at Jackie and I said, I'm at, I'm at like 20%. And so like, we both believe that like, you know, you're right. Like we're, we're a team, you know, 50 plus 50 equals a hundred and we should be giving a hundred percent to our family. But there's some nights for some nights that are more difficult than others. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do this from time to time. We'll look at each other and be like, I've got 10. And so then it kind of allows the other person to know, okay, like tonight's my night. It's time for me to step up and lean in and like lead the family and get, you know, everybody bathed and, and have fed dinner and all that stuff. And so we, you know, some nights we're both 50, 50 and it's great. And other nights we, we pick up each other slack when, when things like that happen. But that has been really kind of beneficial. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the last several months, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and prior to that, in the inception of, of Canderpath, um, you know, we've been together 11 years now. And so I think that it's pretty easy to read one another. And I can tell when John's had a pretty stress-induced day and he could tell the opposite with me. So, you know, often if, if we skip those conversations for enough nights, we do have to sit down and reevaluate what's going on with the family. And, you know, I can say, you know, I, I need a break on X, Y, Z. And, and John has always been able to, to pick up that slack. But at, in the inception of it, it was just both going full force at everything. You know, John being 100% in on the family, John being 100% in on Canderpath and, and me trying to be as involved as possible and supportive as possible with Canderpath, but also giving my all to the family because, you know, we were just newly a family of three at that point. So navigating how the family dynamic has changed in that aspect as well. So, um, you know, the key that I'll give to listeners is just over communicate as much as possible. Obviously read your partner and see when they're going to need um, those extra conversations because sometimes it gets to the point where you just need to have the conversation to be able to get everything out and then everything just recalibrates on its own. Right. That's a really good point there. Um, sometimes just having the conversation even if it doesn't make too much progress, just verbalizing it can kind of recalibrate. So I think that's a really good point there that you bring up. What challenges when you were looking at building this business, you must have seen some challenges that were going to happen, you know, naturally as you are building a client base and everything else that you have to do when it comes to just taking on a new business. What challenges did you foresee? And then how did you offset those challenges um, financially? 
I think the biggest challenge that I was preparing for um, when when we decided to make the jump was like there, there's a lot of my a lot of statistics in my industry that suggest anytime you leave and start your own firm, start a new firm, go to another firm, whatever, that roughly 50% of your client base comes with you, which means another 50 doesn't. And so, you know, we were really preparing for, um, you know, a, a lower family income in that year. And that to me was, you know, I knew the metric in my industry, but I thought there's no way that I'm going to allow that to happen. So even though like we sort of financially braced for it, I, I, I felt like, and, and with, with what we do, I mean, outside of like a doctor or a psychologist, I feel like someone's financial advocate gets to know them in such a meaningful way that, you know, f- for me, it's, it seems like um, a 50%, a 50% rate of losing clients just doesn't, doesn't add up if you have a really deep relationship with a client. And so we spent a lot of time in family rooms, living rooms, coffee shops, really meeting with every client that we could to kind of talk about why we were making the transition we were making, what it meant to us, and why we wanted to continue serving them. So I think, you know, the preparation was um, if that happened, and fortunately for us, that wasn't the case. I mean, nearly, really every, every client came with us. And that, that wow. was such a, it was really such a, um, when I look back on it, it you know, it, it, it's so motivating and it feels so good to say that, but I, I really feel like it had a lot to do with just the overcommunication with clients at that time. And so I think that was definitely the biggest challenge going into it was, okay, well, what's going to happen if, you know, half of our client base doesn't come. So. And what challenges did you not foresee? Uh, Perhaps maybe just how difficult it is running a business day day in and day out. (laughs) There's a lot of decisions, whether it's managing staff or, um, you know, securing office space, you know, to lease and, just, you know, all the different things that kind of wrap up and evolve into being a business owner. And I think I I look back on it and I would say beyond having really strong family support, I think having a really good financial, uh, I'm sorry, a really good business partner um, is so critical to be able to maintain your level of sanity as a business owner. Um, It's hard when you're, you know, if you're trying to go at it all alone, that's for sure. And Jacqueline, how did this decision for John to start this business, how did this affect your career? Affecting my career was simply in the fact that I, you know, I enjoyed my career. I enjoyed what I did. Um, And so it was helpful just knowing that the plan for me was to just, you know, move forward as, as usual. There was um, nothing in my immediate future that led me to want to look for other career opportunities, but it, it did uh, inspire me to, to try to grow, um, you know, put my head down and, and really um, lean in to my career more, knowing that my income was, um, you know, that much more important right now as, as um, financial times were a bit uncertain. I think John doesn't give himself enough credit with that 50% retention rate um, and being, <laughs> um, you know, him always having that entrepreneurial spirit. He's, he's always um, he's always conducted his business a little bit differently and having those client relationships with him. Um, you know, I've, I've been involved in just a lot of client, um, interfaces, whether it be through different things within the community 
or um, you know, a play or show, just running into a client on the street, and you could just you could tell that his business is run a little bit differently, and and that it's more of a family feel with clients. So he might not have known that all of his clients were going to go with him, but I definitely had that unwavering thought in my mind that he was going to have the support of his clients moving over to Canderpath. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. All right. And then what lessons did you learn about your marriage as you two are, are building this business and, and making this big life change? Do you want to take that or do you want me to lead with that one? Um, communicate, 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 uh, yeah. set right, expectations. Right. Um, I think, you know, my career leads me to, um, you know, travel one day a week to a different market. Uh, prior to kids, it was more overnight traveling and I've tried to cut back on that since, since our family has um, continued to expand. Um, but just setting those expectations for one another, um, we have tried uh, just about every calendar app there is to sync up, and we're still working on that. So far, we have old school handwritten. We have an old school handwritten one that I made for him for Christmas this year, and that one is is getting the job done a little bit better. Isn't that um, so funny? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the key to everything for us is just communicate as much as possible, and and easier said than done. And you'll you know, I think we'll realize in our relationship a week or two weeks will go by and then we're like, didn't I tell you that? And, you know, that's when, that's when, again, we need to just sit down and, and have those conversations. So um, I think that's just how it's changed. And, you know, it came at a pivotal time in our relationship as well, because our family was new and growing. So we were just navigating un, uncharted territories at, at that point. So communicating is always you know, the best thing for a marriage. I feel like being like self-reflective over the last couple of years, I've definitely, and as a result of communication with Jackie, um, I've realized that work-life balance really does matter. I mean, and having, having two kids, you know, it allows you to see that. And especially now, I mean, everyone's working from home and uh, with, with, you know, everything going on with COVID-19 and as we are. And so when I walk out of my office and my daughter's like, daddy's home from work today and she's so excited about it. And then I'm like, no, no, I have to go back in. And, and, and so um, Jackie's really helped me understand. She used to describe me as intense. Um, and I used to be like offended by that, but I think now I've kind of channeled that as, well, that could be a good thing if I, if I'm in, like, if I, if I look at it optimistically and I think, okay, let me be intense with my work while I'm working. And then let me be intently focused on my family when we're with our family. So I think going back to what she said, that communication is so important. And I think in the last couple of years, it's allowed me to be reflective of the fact that I need to create a line in the sand between like when work ends, work ends. And then, you know, we, we go and have our family time and we enjoy that too. Cause I, I definitely don't want to look back on my life and think, wow, I, yeah, I worked really hard and that was great. But you know, I missed these moments with my family and my children, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I think that I will add to that is um, the thing that has been most helpful to us is just being extremely intentional when it comes to family time, uh, both being working parents, that time is, is just so, so precious to us. And I read something recently that uh, just to summarize was, you know, even if you had a bad day at work, just, you know, try to take a deep breath at the door, walk in and kind of leave that behind and, and, you know, be your best self for your for your kids. And I've been trying to do that more and more again, like John said, there's uncertain times with COVID-19 and 
you know, people are having, you know, more difficult days trying to work at home or, you know, get the internet up and running and keep background noise down, but just trying to be very um, intentional for your family and, and be there to, to help and support them and provide them everything you can during this time. Because I think the one thing that, um, you know, there is to be grateful for right now is the forced family time. So you know, we don't have that commute anymore to kind of decompress. Our commute is walking back out into the living room. So <laughs> taking that deep breath is probably an important step to refocus um, and, and change our, our mental wavelength that we're on to family time wavelength there. Caitlin, I literally do that before I like when I'm done with the day, I have, um, I have an old school notebook that I write all my tasks on for the next day. So I kind of write out, write out the things that I, so I know how to be prepared for the next day. I close it, I take a huge deep breath in and out, and then I, that's the only way that I can think to, because we don't have that 30 minute commute to deep mm. right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if you can go back to your past self before this decision was made and before, you know, this, this transition had happened, what piece of advice would you give yourself? And this question is for both of you. Um, well, I, I guess I would have, the advice I would have given myself would be, um, to, to trust in the Lord that, you know, this, that this, I knew deep down that this decision was the right decision for a while, but it just took a while to make that, to make that jump, that leap of faith and probably to trust that everything was going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, like people work, spend their entire working career in, you know, maybe in a profession that they don't enjoy and, you know, always maybe afraid to make that leap of faith. And I feel like I'd rather, um, you know, and this is coming from like, you know, the entrepreneurial side of me, like I'd rather fail at doing what I like and then realize I'm still young and could, could have gone back and started a different career versus never attempting that. And then just staying status quo in a position where I, I wasn't fulfilled. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think, I think maybe that, you know, looking at it through that lens, having that perspective, but at the same time, you know, you almost had to live through it to be able to see that perspective, I guess. And for me, it would just be, you know, be mindful that there are, you know, difficult times and difficult conversations ahead, but it will try, you know, trust in God that it's going to lead your life to where you want to be. Um, you know, right now, we are extremely blessed to have the flexibility um, that we both have right now in our home life, in our careers. And um, it's, it's where we both had intended our life to be. So it's, you know, it has it blessed us so much to, for John to have taken this journey. Yeah. And I think like to that end, it's really important to have that, just to have that perspective of feeling, you know, of gratefulness. I mean, it, it'd be so easy, like Jackie said before, in times like right now to, to be pessimistic, I guess, about the situation, like everyone's situation with whatever they have going on in their life. But, you know, we, we definitely try to lean in on choosing optimism over pessimism, because I feel like that state of mind really, that really matters in the long run. Right, right. Yeah, no, it really does. And it's not going to change the situation. It'll just change your memory of it. Um, when we eventually go back to normal, whatever that new normal is, hopefully sooner than later. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you too. And 
Um, our listeners, I'm going to let you know, we are going to um, focus on Jacqueline's career in our next week's episode. So I invite you to join us back next week as we learn about how Jacqueline has designed her career to allow for flexibility. Um, but I really want to thank you too for talking about this decision you two both had to navigate, which was John's leaving the, the company he was with and starting Candor Path. So thank you so much. I appreciate you too. Thanks for having thank us. You, Caitlin. For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy Money Stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at compasscatholic.org. Thanks for listening and God bless.